0: Leaders, so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. Still in beautiful Marrakesh, just looking out the window here, and it's a very cloudy day. Um, A little bit cool out, actually, even though we're still in the first half of October, but All the better for being here. And I am very glad that I wasn't in uh, Westminster today, although I was the kind of warm-up act for the Transport Select Committee. Yes, they very kindly asked me to uh, be the first guest um, at their session on transport disruption in the UK during the summer and whether it's continuing, which it most definitely is and uh, I was down the line from a beautiful garden here in Marrakesh. So I said, look, it's been awful on trains because of all the strikes, on boats because of the problems at Dover and more particularly on planes, basically because we've had so many cancellations, particularly from British Airways and from EasyJet and that is an extreme detriment to the consumer and also... When planes are cancelled at short notice, which is the worst possible time, and there's been a very good number of those on uh, EasyJet, some on Wizz Air 2 and other airlines, uh, the companies simply aren't fulfilling what the government told them the rules were at the start of the summer, which is you cancel a plane, you, airline, have to find the passengers' alternative flights as soon as possible. You have to book them accommodation and you have to tell them their rights, including for compensation, if that's appropriate. Anyway, the airlines have taken one look at this and thought, "Uh, can't really be bothered to do that. Thanks. And so we have had a miserable uh, summer. So, well, they invited British Airways and EasyJet to come along and... (sighs) I think it's fair to say if I were either of the representatives, Lisa Tremble of British Airways, Sophie Deckers of EasyJet, I'd be feeling quite good about my contribution now because, um, well, they kind of managed to skate over those key issues and talk a long time about ID check problems, which certainly there have been, about um, the tightness of the labour market, market, about what exactly counts as extraordinary circumstances. So they got off all right, I think, from that, and they will be, um, I hope, um, maybe challenged a little more hard the next time. But um, in a busy old session, it's difficult to uh, make sure that everything cuts through. On the trains, well, we learnt that the West Coast mainline rail disruption should be all over by Christmas. Richard Scott, representing Avanti West Coast, um, said, Look, it's not good enough. We're focused on making it better. We want to deliver better services for our passengers, our communities, the businesses we serve. And cancellations are now down to one in 20. Still higher than we'd like, but still better than it was at the start of the summer. And he says that the the timetable that they are putting in from December will be entirely um, able to run without having drivers on rest day workings and most definitely the committee members was kind of saying well you rail companies particularly you of anti-west coast have just kind of got used to the idea that uh, uh, you can run your services as long as you've got um, drivers prepared to work overtime." We shall see if this happens. Um, The General Secretary of the RMT Union uh, which of course has Uh, been on strike I think eight times so far this summer, uh, said that, um, well, we could settle these disputes with a bit more money. Um, And he also warned that um, uh, the employers will have to back down, frankly, on some of the demands they're making of us. Well, that doesn't sound particularly um, uh, compromising. We'll see what happens there. And then finally, on the ships... Well, maybe this was the um, starkest warning of all. Let me tell you what happened. So the chief executive of um, the port of Dover, um, Doug Bannister, set out you know, what a tough uh, start to the summer peak it had been. of course, uh, massive crew queues built up. And Dover, he said, um, on that first f- f- fateful Friday, the first day of the main school summer holidays in uh, England and Wales, he declared a critical alert at um, 4 a.m. because um, French border staff hadn't shown up when they were supposed to. And he said these queues build up very quickly and it's difficult to get rid of them. But mostly he was talking about the entry-exit system, the new EU biometric system that the UK has asked to become subject to because we uh, voted for Brexit and the Brexit agreement made us third country nationals, and therefore, we want to uh, uh, every time we go through an EU external border, probably for May next year, um, we will have our fingerprints taken and a facial biometric checked. So, that is coming down the track. It's sort of manageable at an airport. It's not very manageable at all when you have a family in a car. And Doug Bannister really quite amazed the, uh, uh, the MPs on the Transport Select Committee. He said that it could take two minutes per person to register, plus two minutes for the car, so that's ten minutes for a car full of four people. At present, it takes about 90 seconds to stamp the passports. Again, that's something that we asked for He says for next summer's getaway we're in a whole new ball game if it comes in in the worst possible way in the way that we fear it's going to have significant and continued disruption for a very long time well of course the whole idea is that you will uh, these things are raised at parliamentary meetings and get dealt with and let's hope that that will be the case I don't know if they'll take any notice of what I had to say. I hope so. But it's very nice of you anyway to take notice of what I had to say. And I shall look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. By which stage I should be in beautiful Rabat, the capital of Morocco. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.